Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Uh, Sam, have you seen what has been going on in the Chinese Super League? Which I think no, it's called. sounds exciting though. Oh, fucking hell. Chinese Super League champions, Jiangsu, they won their first league championship last season in the mm. Chinese Super League. And the owners of the club have announced they will cease operations with immediate effect. Or oh, shutting it down. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> we won Here's the league. Here's a fucking idea. Let's just kiss goodbye to it all. No one's done this before. We won the league. Where can you go from there? I'll tell you, fucking nowhere. We're shutting it down. It's over. There are examples of this in other areas of life. Like when John Cleese decided to not do any more episodes of 40 Towers after two yeah, series. He'd done, done two series of that, though. You've got that's to win true. two championships before you can shut it down. Yeah, that's what they've done. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... You can't are... beat that. You can't, you can't better perfection. Yeah. Uh, sorry to all the fans who've invested emotionally and financially over the years, but it's over. Support someone else, else is our advice. Oh, just stop following the football. <laughs> Find just something else to do with your Saturdays. <laughs> it's a kids' game, isn't it? So yeah, I think it would be fucking... really good if we just start if we stopped paying attention to the Premier League, which, as we've documented, you you put it very powerfully before about how awful it is. Yeah. You know, like the whole disgusting amoral quagmire. That yeah, is, football in general is, yeah. It's, it's actually it's not just the Premier League, that's the problem. Because yeah. I was thinking, what if we just started following a different league on Sky, this podcast? Sky seem to be really pushing the netball at the minute. I mean, we could start watching the netball, but that would be a little bit... I, I feel as though this... well pervy. The, yeah, yeah, I feel as though this podcast, with the Sarah Green stuff the other day, I felt as though we're, we're slowly drifting towards dirty old men territory. Well, we ju- yeah, and exactly. I, it's a, what, what is, <laughs> like, don't, well, it's a podcast for dirty old men. And I think by the time we're both in our early 60s, it'll be like, do you remember those two fat old men characters that French and Saunders used to do? Yeah, that's us. They used to like yes, to the I TV. do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where we'll be in about 15 years from now. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so maybe so, not. So, yeah, okay, we won't do the netball. Um, there's a, um, a listener who I think lives in Hungary. Hello, if you're listening. Mm. But he's, you know, obviously I've got in-laws in Hungary and... Like Len is it bang into um, the second division <laughs> team Voshos 
And he even okay. got a shirt from his granddad for his birthday, which he asked for with his name on the back. I mean, it doesn't yeah. get more hipstery than that. I'm a bit worried that he's been, become a football hipster because he's yeah. really into this second division team in the in the Hungarian yeah. league. We do not sell replica shirt. We will fashion you one from carrier bag. It was like that. Like uh, he asked for it, and my father-in-law had to go to the stadium. Like there was no website. What is yeah. website? You'll come. Yeah. I'm like, we open I, ten till ten thirty Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. We we put on order, but like the thing is, funnily enough, with you know, I have practiced a line just like this in sort of crude Hungarian ill-informed stereotypes for years, yeah. which I've used to troll oh, my mean, good wife that, with. Yeah, that, that's something else that we excel in on this podcast. Yeah, crude, <laughs> crude stereotypes, so, and I've done it to sort of troll my <clears throat> wife for, for years, right, because of her yeah. Hungarian heritage. And she sort of seemed to, she seemed to laugh politely most of the mm. time. Um, but weirdly, Len, I don't know how he's developed it, but he has an extremely patriotic attitude towards Hungary. I mean, he's only fucking been there twice, but yeah. he takes it super seriously, like yeah, sometimes good. second, third generation people do more than... Yeah. The first generation. Does he right? know the national anthem? He doesn't know that. He knows. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'll ask him. He might do because he does a Probably lot of research does. behind my back, <laughs> and he tries to wind me up about it because I think England, or England, play in Hungary in the Euros or something. We've certainly I have been no drawn. Idea. Yeah, we've been drawn Couldn't against him for something, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup qualifiers, and he's like giving me loads of aggro about it. Right? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna beat you and all this. I'm like, mate, I don't care about England. I'll be on your side. I, I power played him and said I'd be on his side. I'd yeah. support Hungary if that's what he wanted. But that wound him up a bit because it didn't really play to his game. But um, like that. So the thing is, is that all of my Hungarian jokes, like the ones we've just been doing, now he gets the right amp about it. So for instance, my father-in-law out there in Budapest, who's eighty-three, I think. Mm. I think he's eighty-three in a couple of months. He like obviously the situation over there with the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, is not... Because the Europeans, they ain't got their act together like we did no, here in Britain. This, this, yeah, this is the thing. We're way ahead. I was reading We're someone way saying yesterday that in Italy, the over-80s are just beginning to get it now. So we're fucking we're you know, racing ahead you, with it. You know the front page of the main German tabloid? I can't remember which one that's it's called. It's the Bild. Yeah, it might be the Bild. That's a tabloid, isn't it? Right, anyway. Uh, it's like their son and the front page last week had a splash right and it just had a union jack and it said Britain we envy you because they were like because we're free of bureaucracy we've been able to just get our fucking our vaccines out real quick and also here's another thing I didn't know but our um, carbon emissions are way below all the other like advanced European and Western countries at the moment. Are they? Um, and we've gone like a number of days in the past year. There was a number of individual days where we didn't burn a single piece of coal. Although how they can know no. that, I don't know because there must have been someone somewhere, you know, <laughs> exactly. There's people, there's people here who've still got coal fires. I'm still there's plenty little, of people. Still, I, oh, don't, it, it maybe up there. They've got coal fires right down here. They've got it as a fashion statement, right? Ironic coal fires. Ironic yeah. coal fires. It's not, like up in Islington, 
and all like the people's second homes in the Cotswolds and Suffolk yeah. and all of this, they've all got fucking coal fires, mate. And uh, there's no way. I mean, me and you, we could be walking on the street if we we're the sort of men who, if we just found a single piece of coal, which yeah. is not that common around Barnes, but up in Sunderland, I bet you can stumble across it all over the place. You'd just yeah. burn it, wouldn't you? Just for something to do. Just put it on the ground and set fire to it and watch it. Yeah, you'd be yeah, like, watch it crawl there. Ah, yeah. might stop and burn that. Just set a light. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't pull- know whether we can believe these statistics, but is, certainly is it is it a tradition in the South? Let's mm. call it uh, on New Year's Day for you to, to uh, be a first foot and cross no. someone's threshold and be their first foot. Never heard of that before. Is that no. that you've never heard of? I know it's a northeast thing. Maybe it's a Scottish thing as well. I think. And you go to someone's house and you cross their threshold, you're their first foot of the new year, their first visitor, and you're meant to take them a piece of coal. Seriously? As, yeah, yeah. This is this the sort of thing I make up have. about Hungary. Well, there you are. We have it, we have it down here, up here, rather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I said, uh, I said, she said, oh, he's finally getting his uh, appointment for his jab. And they said, um, my kid's like, which one's he getting? Because that's what you say now when you hear someone's getting yeah. jabbed. Which one are you getting? Is it the good yeah, one? Of course. I don't fucking yeah. know, right? And I said, oh, he's getting Anyone. a Hungarian one. They've got their own one out there. That They don't trust all the other ones. They make their own one. Uh, I said, they make it out of bull's blood. We make, we, we, we take blood from bull. We mix. We mix with alcohol. We we stab into you. It's good. It causes through brains. It destroys we virus. We stab in eyeball. Virus disappear. Now you're strong. <laughs> now you'll defeat virus just as we defeat Romanian hordes when they try to come across border. I just looked up first foot in so I could head off the pedants at the pass. It's it's part of Hogmanay, so it's a Scottish thing. Mm. But we've done it down in the northeast as well because we are very, very linked to Scotland. And I hope that when Scotland do you does feel get more connection with Scotland than you do with London. Yeah, I hope that if they get independence, they will learn, embrace us and we can create a northern super state. But, um, I, th- I think there'd be a chance that they'd do that, but it could lead to war. But we've talked about that yeah. before. Yeah, um, maybe it's what we need. Yeah, sort shake out the off the cobwebs. Hey, listen, uh, while yeah. I remember, I've got a quick apology to make. It's not often that I will issue an apology to, to me? listeners. Uh No. Oh. But I am sorry to you for everything. Just in general. Uh, yeah. Um, but the only, I think the only official apology to a listener that I have, that I can recall was mm. a couple of years ago when I had to do an apology and full retraction against mm-hmm. um, QPR Terrace legend and local West London man about town, Louis Collins. You did, When yeah. I inaccurately described him as something he wasn't. Um, mm. That was the only time. No, but this is actually, this is semi-serious, so we won't dwell on it. But on Friday's um, edition, we were talking about Lady Di, Princess of Hearts, Queen of Hearts, call her what you will. Mm. And I made a disparaging comment, a stupid juvenile disparaging comment about her issues with bulimia. And a couple of people have been in touch with me. Right. And said, you know, obviously I do this mental health thing as well, the the reset. And people going, they weren't mean, actually. They would just point out, they went, listen, right. You're doing all this stuff about mental health and all that, trying to make out you're Mr. Sensitive, right? Mm. Um, side note, I'm not. I'm just admitting to being insane. You're just, you're just <laughs> winging it, aren't you? We're all just winging it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Completely. I'm not 
more sensitive or smart about than the next person. I'm just trying to admit to my flaws in case it might help other people think, oh, well, we're all a bit fucked. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, they said you can't be doing that and then making those kind of... I won't repeat the phrase I used, but they said you can't be making remarks like that about bulimia, which ultimately is a very serious mental illness that people feel stigmatised about and you're contributing to the stigma by making those kind of off-the-cuff quips about it. And I thought, fuck, that's right. And I've been Mm. told. And I actually appreciated the feedback. And so uh, everyone knows this better than me because I'm a dick and probably the listeners aren't quite so bad. But I'm not sure about that, but yeah. But basically what I'm saying is shouldn't make uh, silly quips about eating disorders because it's serious mental health issue that people have to live with and the last thing it they is. need is cunt stigmatising it anymore so I apologise for that that's yeah. it I mean I apologise as well I didn't actually hear you say that or, or pick up on it because I might well have kind of clipped Thought it out what delay me because uh, yeah what have I told you yellow card yellow card mm. because um, the, the number of things that do get removed by me because of things <laughs> we've both said I mean, yeah. some episodes are over an hour long, but by the time we've took out all the offensive content, <laughs> there's very little left. But, uh, well, I appreciate yeah. that, Andy. But on this case, it slipped through the net, and uh, and and we will endeavour. I will endeavour to stop saying things like that. Not just um, stuff that gets to air, but just generally, so Andy doesn't have to edit it out anymore. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for the apology, Sam, and thanks for that commitment towards mm. um, better use. I of we should. We should. Uh, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. <laughs> that shall be my guide. <laughs> I keep seeing that on memes. In a world where you could be anything, don't be a cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're try- trying our best to live by that. I try my best to live by that, but I you know, admit that I am mm. sometimes can be a bit of a cunt. And, you know, that's... A, a, but at least I know that, and I'm yeah. working towards a better me. Well, there's that there's that that song and dance routine that Steve Coogan did for the first series of the trip, which ended up in the oh, DVD yeah. extras, which is everyone's a bit of a cunt sometimes, um, which is true. And I think Steve Coogan more than anybody else has been a bit of a cunt in the past, from what I've read, um, but by his own confession. So you know, we're all a bit of a cunt sometimes. Everyone can um, be like that, but it's like everything. It's like with the booze, or if you're suffering from any other sort of like issue, the the first step is always admitting it. You're fucked yeah. as long as you're going around going, nah, I ain't yeah. got a problem, mate. Am I there? Nah, but I don't yeah. yeah, I'm a bit of a cunt sometimes, but it don't matter really, does it? Yeah. You've got to say, yeah, no, it does that's, matter. That's the thing. Learning learning and growing is the secret, isn't it? You know, realising you're a cunt and yeah, acting and you upon keep, it. Yeah, and you keep doing it, and it's unlikely that by the time you're on your deathbed, you're going to be perfect. Who mm. is? But no, I, I think the older all... we get, the more of a cunt we become, so we kind of regress. Well, in most cases, yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess if we're just making an effort every day to be a bit better, please can you call this particular episode Top Like Time Machine learning and growing? <laughs> learning and growing honest. sounds like one of those schools programmes that they used to put on for us in the 80s, but it would be about your body and how it's changing. I'm already seeing the ITV school's clock with the, yeah. the blue background I was thinking about that clock the other day. Was that ITV? Around. Do you know yeah. what? It's weird you should say that because I was thinking about that clock over the weekend. I can't remember why. But yeah. I think it might have been because of um, 
Brown John's coming, which we'll mention again in a minute. And maybe I was yeah. thinking of things we could introduce it with. And I was thinking maybe that clock. <laughs> right. Definitely. But, you know, it was digital and each second or minute on the clock sort of dissolved, didn't it? Before it, next one. Yeah, Do you remember? it disappeared. It was 60 seconds leading and up to I the And I remember, program. I've got such vivid memories of being bored out of my fucking mind. Like in <laughs> when you were ever at home in the day. Yeah. So, like, occasionally, if you threw a sickie or you convinced your mum you were ill or whatever, you'd think at the time it was a good idea because you'd just be really tired and not yeah, be bothered. Yeah, but by quarter to 11. But then <laughs> my mum would go to work, and no one else would be in the house, and, yeah, by quarter to 11, you would be so bored, it would almost make you physically sick, right? <laughs> Kids don't get that now. I'm surprised they don't bunk all the time. It's so much fun to be had. But exactly, anyway, yeah. I remember staring at that clock, just thinking, mm-hmm. well, the fucking first te- television show doesn't start for five minutes. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, there's this clock on. I can't think of anything else to do, so I think I might just look at the clock. <laughs> the only other thing wait that's for on... the cunt to fucking b- burn down. The only other thing that's on BBC Two, and it's the test card. It's that girl with the fucking clown and the fucking blackboard, and that yeah, doesn't even terrifying. move. So fuck that. That don't even move, and it's terrifying. The longer you look at it, the scarier it becomes. Yeah, so I'd just sit there waiting for learning and growing to come on. <laughs> learning and growing, and growing about each other every day. Learning <laughs> and growing, our bodies are changing. <laughs> but that's the thing, you'd be watching ITV skills programmes and some of them would be ones that you've never seen before because they're not applicable to your year level or... You know, yeah. educational like, and some of, them were like, some of them were like really boring it's like out, out of fucking dissect a fucking stick insect or something yeah, yeah oh, what's this fuck off <laughs> when's learning and growing started yeah well, I just have <laughs> that's the good one yeah learning but you wouldn't watch learning and growing every week it would be different you'd watch it one week when it was appropriate for your lesson and it would be about something you were doing there'd be in a, school. a woman in a bright yellow boiler suit Right, yeah. curly hair, and it'd start. She'd just be in an all white studio, and she'd go, "Hello." Then she'd pause, <laughs> waiting for you to say hello back. Hello, <laughs> hello. What do you want? <laughs> Look at my hands. Holds them up. Do you have hands? <laughs> what do you use your hands for? <laughs> hmm. We use them for waving. We use them for eating. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fucking hell, where's this going? <laughs> this well, better then, have a fucking punchline. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and... There's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. But then there's an episode that's been made for like year 10, and it's like... Mm. Look at my fingers. She's wiggling her fingers. What do you use fingers for? That's right. Fingering. <laughs> perhaps oh my you God. fingered. Perhaps it's a sex got a education learning you and growing. Ah! Perhaps someone's put their fingers in you. It feels strange, doesn't it? <laughs> but quite nice. <laughs> can feel nice too. I know a song about it. Do you want to hear? <laughs> Fingering's nice, fingering's good, but often fingering is misunderstood. <laughs> fingering's good, fingering's nice. If you like doing it once, you'd like to do it twice. <laughs> Learning and growing. This is my favourite episode of Learning and Growing. You can do I'm it fucking... in the park or behind the shops, but when it starts to hurt, it's time to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here's my friend Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> he comes on in a pair of fucking dungarees and some kickers. <laughs> Mike, Mike inexplicably drives in a little red fucking car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <the set. laughs> Hi, Mike. This is the learning mobile. Do you have fingers? <laughs> of course I do, Susan. Everyone has fingers. Well, most people. <laughs> uh, uh, learning and growing uh, was a yeah. great show. And it was good because, I mean, you'd have to watch it because Rainbow often didn't fucking come on till about, like, three. Half oh, 12 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah like, fucking Dinner time. Up. I bet it better be a good episode of Learning and Growing today because yeah. fucking Rainbow's not on until after lunch. <laughs> and I've got, fuck all, I'm out of ideas here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I hadn't bumped in the first place. The fucking day would literally take a week, wouldn't it? It would take a whole yeah, week to oh, get through. You're like, I'll hell. be fucked if I'm watching the Sullivans again. <clears throat> fuck that. Or the Waltons. Both families cunts. Ah. <sighs> Lots yeah, of Sullivan's, so lots of Waltons. We might um, incorporate a bit of learning and growing into the uh, Brown John oh, uh, live yeah. experience that we're doing. In, Hang on, in the I'm just going on eBay to buy myself some dungarees and maybe a boiler suit too. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, talking of childhood confusion, my daughter admitted mm. to me over the weekend, she claims that until she reckoned just two days ago... <laughs> She thought that the phrase you shouted when playing... My daughter's 13, by the way, but you carry mm. things into later ch- into adolescence that <clears throat> misunderstandings yeah. you had in childhood because why wouldn't you if no one tells you? She claims that until two days ago, she thought the phrase that you used whilst playing a game of hide-and-seek was not... Um, now, let's get this right, how she phrased it. 
it was not come in ready or not. She yeah. thought the phrase was come in Reginald. <laughs> that's that, that should be and a I, new name for hide and seek. Come I in like, Reginald. That's what like, it's called. I said to her, that's bollocks. You didn't think that. Because sometimes she like just makes things up to amuse me. Yeah, <laughs> to amuse my feels, tiny yeah. mind and she went no I swear to God she went and I said well why didn't you think that was odd and ever say something and she went well she went there's just so many things that people tell you when you're a kid that are based on posh old fashioned words and names from England yeah, of course. that you just sort of yeah. go with it right you go with it like you go like if you ever ask oh, what's Ring and Ring the Roses about and someone goes it's about the plague it's yeah. about people dying of the plague and you think whoa all right, I wish I hadn't fucking asked. So then, when you miss here, the first time you ever played uh, hide and seek, and someone said, someone to your ear seems to be saying, Come in, Reginald, like that, right? You just yeah. think, must seem normal. Things, isn't it? I'm not even going to ask what that's about in case it's about the plague again. <laughs> it's like Pop Goes the Weasel, isn't it? Pop Goes the Weasel is a London nursery rhyme. Yeah. Because it mentions the city road and In and Out of the Eagle, which is a pub. Yeah, City Road in London, but what uh, what what's it about? Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Well, I read this that's, recently. That, that's about what um, it's about. Cockney. That's Cockney code. It's, it's something, about it's, a, something to do with hat makers or something, deal. wasn't it? Was it? I think it was something to do with hat makers. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page now. This is, you're listening to the Robert Elms show on BBC London. <laughs> Elmsy loves to do this every day. What's I have got no concept of Robert Elms. What's it about? That Pop goes the weasel. Give us a call. And uh, if you know, if you know anyone, perhaps you were related to them, featured in Pop Goes the Weasel, perhaps it's your old man. <laughs> if, give you, us a buzz. if you own a weasel, maybe you own a weasel. Give <laughs> well, us a call. Kid, everyone owned weasels. You don't see them so much anymore. Put, put, put it on the line. We'll have a little chat with your weasel. Usual number. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday that only means one thing it's the weasel hour so get on the blower <laughs> stick your weasel on the other end and let's hear what he's got to say <laughs> I see now I'm not in London I've got no real concept of Robert Elms other than being a talking head in various documentaries about mm. 80s culture mm. which he, he was on Friday night on Channel 5 doing the top 10 singles of 1980 and he was chipping in with opinions on that so yeah. I don't have the full Robert Elms experience that you have. Oh, he's, well, I cover. I used to cover for him for years on BBC London, and it was. Um, and his show is like, it's got a real hardcore fan base. I mean, people love love him. You know, it's like yeah. Tabby's favourite and stuff because his show he plays he plays really good music. Like you'd like the music he plays, but yeah. he also he's he's um he's um a scholar of London. Like right, but yeah. to, to such a huge degree that whilst I quite liked, I do like listening to him, um, when I covered for him whenever he went on holiday, which it was quite lucrative for me because he went away a lot because he was the uh, travel editor of, of GQ. Right. So he, he was always getting, like, nice trips out somewhere yeah. and at short notice. And he'd that just would take go priority on over his, his BBC London show. Nah, fuck that. They don't pay enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it'd be like, great, all right, we'll delay you. I'm going to Mauritius. <laughs> so you but like the problem cuts. is, so I'd be like, we were both onto a winner, me and Elmsy. I'd take his show for a couple yeah. of weeks, nice bit of money, and mm-hmm. he'd uh, go and have a lovely suntan. 
But the problem was, was that he was such a specialist in London and London history. Yeah. That, and, and because there was a very, like, hardcore loyal audience, you couldn't just drop all of his regular items, right? Yeah. You had to carry on doing them. But whereas he knows his stuff, I don't know fuck all, right? Right. I, I've lived in the city my whole life, and I don't even... I know less than you about Pop Goes the Weasel, yeah? yeah? Um <laughs> I mean, I know what I see. I tell you what I see walking about, right? But even then, I'm not paying that much attention. Um, and uh, so we'd do this thing. All of, all of the items through the week, so many of them were to do with London. And it was about the minutiae <clears throat> of London, mm. right? And I would just be fucking floundering, mate, right? Yeah. So I'd go, this week, because he'd do something like this. Now, I want to talk about that bit of chewing gum that's stuck to a lamppost at the corner of Denmark Street and Charing Cross Road. You'll know the one I'm talking about. Everyone knows London it. London scholars, you'll know. You'll know. Everyone knows it, right? And the thing is, the listeners, the sort of people who listen to the show, they do fucking know, right? And you go, yeah. uh, what I want to know is, who stuck it there, right? <laughs> and when? That's all I want to know. What's Too the story simple. behind it? I know, behind, but by the time we've got to the end of the show today, we're going to know the full story, right? So give us a call, give us a text, you know the numbers, right? That bit of chewing gum on the corner of Denmark Street and, and Charing Cross Road. And, I, and they go, right, the producer go, right, Robert's away, but he's already lined up this thing about this chewing gum. Do you oh, know it? And I go, oh, fuck me. <laughs> what? what? And they go, <laughs> the bit of chewing gum, you must know it, because the producer is a bit like it as well, right? You must know it. And I go... No, can I just play a record? They go, no, no. No, no, you've got to do this, right? Don't worry, people will get in touch. And I'll be like, oh, fuck it. I won't be able to sell it because I wouldn't be. He has a natural enthusiasm and passion, but it's not my... So I'd be like, I mean, put me on a radio show with a regular item about Dick Turpin or digging. Fucking gross. But we've all got our own thing, yeah? You know what and it is, I'll though? Go, can you know can I do is? an item where I try to interview Richard O'Sullivan about his time in Dick Turpin? No, you cannot. <laughs> is, You're doing an hour on that bit of chewing gum. You know what it is? It's power player. He's laying traps so that you don't well, do anything. I you don't, don't, yeah. You don't excel while he's away. A lot of that does go in. A lot of that yeah. does, in my opinion, someone who's covered on a lot of radio shows on different stations, that does go on. I don't think, I don't think that was the case with him. Or his producer, because yeah. I, I like them both, and I think that they, I think it's just this world. <laughs> Most radio shows that you cover, they're just like it's just a general thing, and you can go in and do a bit of your own thing, and no one seems to mind. But that was a real specialist niche show in, in many yeah. ways, and to throw it all out would have been foolish too. So I, I was caught to between a rock and a hard up and place. Talk about ghosts, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, exactly. If I turn up and talk about ghosts, I'm gonna in talk fact, about I have ghosts. done it a few and, times since and, we've been doing this, and people have get you into ever seen a ghost? Ah, you know the number. Very simple. Have you ever seen a ghost? Then producer says, "Can you make it about London?" Oh yeah. Have you seen a ghost in London anywhere? Could be anywhere. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I brought it out anywhere within the M25. If the ghost, <laughs> if you saw a ghost outside the M25, not interested. Sorry, I will cut you off. No, we're gonna we're gonna narrow it down even more. Have you ever seen a ghost? What was a pearly king or pearly queen? Have you seen a cockney ghost? One that was haunting within the sound of the bow bells. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost doing the cockney strut? Oh god. Uh, yeah, but anyway. So that's there's, Robert there's Elms more, covered. There's a there's a bit more meaning about Pop Goes the Weasel in here, which that's the way the money goes. It involves pawning one's coat 
in desperation to buy food and drink, as pop is a slang word for porn. So it's basically yeah. about selling your coat in order to go on the piss in the Eagle up the, up and down uh, the city road, or wherever it is. Oh. So, but hang uh, on a minute. Right. Uh, are we <clears> talking, <throat> when was this When was this song penned? Do you know? Um, 18th century. 18th apparently. century. So 17th Mate, what something. was porn like back then? I didn't even think that. Be, I, didn't, I thought that got invented in 1862 by Sir John Paul. Not pornography. Oh. Porn as in cell. Oh, porn in. Oh, shop. thank yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> That's not I was a thinking, song. This doesn't fit in with what I was thinking. I thought porn was invented in 1862, but That's there you John go. Porn. That was Sir John yeah. Pornography. Mm, yeah, it was. A great oh, man. man. But I don't know. I think he'd be turning his grave now if he knows the way it went. Yeah. Because when he invented it, it was just some Victorian lady pulling up her petticoat to show her ankle. Showing a bit of ankle. Yeah. That's all it was, And wasn't he it? was like, although he was imprisoned and eventually hung by the neck until dead for what mm. he did, ultimately it was harmless fun. But if yeah. he'd seen what it would become what with all this nonsense you see on the internet, on I the think internet he'd be. T- that, yeah. he was like, this is not what I wanted to achieve. No. It was supposed to be a bit of knock around cheeky fun. It was it was just a little bit of ankle exposure in order to get the blood racing slightly. Yeah, it was a bit it. of like what the bit of what the butler saw. Yeah, of course. And now you get people putting things in other people. Fucking hell, uh, with uh, very Not little uh, recourse or. Uh, you know, you know, we've got an email that I wanted to mention. You know, um, Go on then. you know that uh, last week we asked for people's fuck that times yeah. in which they've just gone no fuck yeah. that I'm not doing it Yeah, I'm not someone doing sent it. us a good yeah. one uh, Dylan White my mate this is from Dylan White dear Sam and Andy my mate Sam Vargas did a great fuck that in a French lesson at school our teacher hmm. Mrs Dana was very strict and she noticed Sam was chewing gum in class against school rules take it out at once she said take it out and put it on the end of your nose fucking hell now he goes now Sam was top of the class for everything a model student right which obviously put him in a position of power in a way Um, but he just said no no I'm not doing that she shouted at him a couple of times more to stick it on his nose but he just refused in the end he just said would you like me to put it in the bin yes please she said a perfect power play. That lad was a legend. I fucking agree with you. There's something beautiful about that little vignette, isn't there? That's excellent, she, yeah. She's lost her shit, and he's just calmly said in the end, tell you what, yeah. you to put it in the bin. And she's gone, yeah, yeah all right. Because you, you, you're sort of like, who looks the cunt here, miss? I mean, how did you even fucking conjure the idea that you wanted to humiliate me? Me, Sam Vargas, a model student. Yeah. You wanted me to put the chewing gum on the end of my nose. Ask yourself, why? What You've would it achieve? Far. You've gone too far and we both know it. So that's exactly what we're looking for. There's a few more coming. There's, we'll cover them later there, in the week. There, there is another one from Phil in Stockport. It's a bit long, but we'll go through it. And Phil says, when I was 16, I worked stacking shelves in Safeway. Um, he says it was quite a tough little job as part of it was unloading the lorries with a little stacker truck. Oh, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Mm. He said he was on three pound thirty six an hour. Fucking hell! I'd, I'd do. I'd pay to do the stacker truck. He <laughs> says those pallets of coke were a bitch. He says, as we approached Christmas, I was asked to get the seasonal stock off a trailer they kept at the back all year round. 
The ramp to get off the trailer onto the loading bay was about six foot high. He said it was icy as fuck. He said, I'm not doing... I said, not doing that. There's a tube of celebrations on there that'll kill me if they fall on me. The woman supervisor said she'll speak to her boss and see me tomorrow. I went home, told my know-it-all dad, and dad said, tell him you won't do it until there's a risk assessment. Very good. Um, so that's what I told them the next day. They asked me to do it. The supervisor said, we do this every year and nobody has ever died. Do it or you're sacked. <laughs> Nobody's ever died. I said I would do it. <clears throat> I was on my own on the loading bay and pulled down this first pallet down a six-foot ramp onto the icy surface. Lost my footing and managed to jump out of the way before the pallet of roses crushed me. He said celebrations earlier. It's roses now. I'm starting to feel this is a, a lie. Uh, he says the pallet fell over and there was tubs of chocolate all over the place. I thought, I'll show these cunts. And I lay down <laughs> under the roses like I'd been run over. <laughs> really good. He says, I waited there for two hours, freezing underneath all this shit, and my shift had finished half an hour earlier. Oh, fucking hell. Nobody bothered to come out to me. So in the end, I just got up and went home. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so he's laying there for two hours, hoping he'd get discovered. But I thought nah. this was going to end in a really lucrative insurance claim. Nah, it doesn't. Um, and then he got sacked two weeks later for abandoning his shift to watch the Manchester derby. So, uh, but he did. He did say, "Fuck that! I'm not doing it." And uh, yeah, but then he did do it. So actually, I'm sorry. That story doesn't check out, mate, because you didn't say fuck that. You said it, but you didn't do it. You got actually follow follow through. through. And then not only did you do it, you made a double cunt out of yourself by fucking lying in some ice for half an hour for no reason. Yeah, in an attempt to try and get some compensation, I guess, out of them. Yeah, but so, it didn't uh, even work, mate. So that's, that's when that's when fuck that goes wrong, mate. That's a different category. Yeah, sorry, Phil, you're our worst listener. Um, <laughs> just quickly, um, the update on the prediction league at the weekend. Sam, very very weak weekend for all of us. You got one point, I got two. Um, results bot got two as well. So you're still nineteen points clear at the top. Whoa! You must feel comfortable with that. The season well, no, end. I'm never comfortable, and that's what makes me a great champion. You were the champion last year, though. Yeah, you're the champion. Whoa, okay, that did sound a bit comfortable by me saying that. What I mean was, before I was a great champion season before last, the first I season, never yeah. let my guard down. The biggest problem I did last year was I switched my tactics from, I think I went from total predicting to the high press mm. prediction. Yeah. And now I'm back to hot total prediction and it's working out. So the lesson for everyone there, for all you predictors out there, is just be you. Be more you. Yeah. I, I switched off there, to be honest. I hope we didn't see anything about bulimia. Um, that's <laughs> it from this episode. Uh, more shit coming throughout the week. Thank you very much. Be the best that you could be. Remember to buy tickets for Brown John. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.